So I watched Last Jedi for the third time, this time at home, on Blu-ray, because obviously it's not in the movie theaters anymore, um, but it came out on Blu-ray, and um, maybe it's because I just finished watching the movie, and I'm still quite emotional and inspired after watching it, but um, it is most likely the best movie in the series. It is just about a perfect movie. Um, and I know the purists out there, and there's been a lot of purity going on uh, these past couple of years and a lot of things. And uh, Star Wars has been no different. Um, when things change or things aren't the idealized version of what people want things to be, they get resentful. And especially older people. And by older people, I mean people my age, because apparently I'm fucking older now. But I'm 41 years old. I was born in 1976. I was seven years old when Return of the Jedi came out, which was the perfect age for these movies. And I devoured episodes four, five, and six all the time. I've seen these movies a billion times each, like literally a billion times each. And what happens, I think, is that people my age, and I am generalizing, you know, and this is just based on a few people that I know and stories that I've heard and comments that I've read. But I think people like to hang on to the past too much. They see these movies and it was a great time in their lives and it represented so much that if anything changes or if anything's turned on its head or if anything's modernized or if anything evolves, people my age now start turning into the old person telling the young kids to get off their lawn and saying, when I was their age, things were a lot harder and we had to do this and, we had to, and this generation doesn't know struggle. Blah, 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 blah. Every generation does this to the generation before it and it's quite sickening. I am quite sick of this. And again, it doesn't escape the wonderful universe of Star Wars, the wonderful storytelling of Star Wars. Is it perfect? No. The prequels aren't necessarily good movies. They have good moments, but of course they're not perfect. But overall, and I'm talking the expanding universe from Legends to everything, has just been a wonderful world-building experience. So when The Last Jedi came out, I think it just it irked people because it was so different. So my argument is that it's good to be different. One, it's not just being different for different sake. It's being different because it wants to make a change. It wants to modernize what's, what's uh, with going on. There aren't necessarily the good guys are good, the bad guys are bad. There's gray. Even with the good guys, there's gray stuff going on. Three sides to every story. That kind of thing. Um, and I think because... Star Wars mostly appealed to men, when men and white men see that their, and I put their series in quotes because it's not our series, it's not, we can be fans of them, but we don't create it, we don't have a hand in creating them, creating them. we watch them, we're like fans of a baseball team. You know, we didn't help them win the World Series. The fucking baseball team helped win the World Series. We watched and enjoyed. And I don't even like baseball. Anyway, um, so, so when they see their Star Wars being attacked, uh, quote-unquote attacked, I'm going to be doing a lot of quotes, um, because there are women in it, because there are people of color in it, 
and they're concerned that there is no that there's not a lot of white people in it. They take this personally because it's not about a movie to them. It's about what the movie represents. And the movie they feel represents them because apparently their lives are so fucking empty they need something to hold on to. You know, I love movies. Movies have made my life so much better and it has helped me through so many bad fucking times in my life. But I know that movies aren't necessarily life itself. They're an important component to it in my life, but I don't take it personally when a, when a movie does something I don't agree with. I go, wow, that kind of sucked. And maybe that pisses me off a little bit, but I don't, I don't cry about it. And I don't start saying, you know, oh my God, the feminists are taking over and oh my God, the liberals are taking over and they're taking over everything and they're taking over my Star Wars, you know? So I'm a liberal guy. And if this Star Wars happened to lean more conservatively, sure, I'd be disappointed. I'd be like, shit, that kind of sucked. But man, I wouldn't go on this mad tear. And ironically, I'm going on a mad tear about people going on a mad tear. So am I much better? I think I am because I am right, right? Yes, sure. So um, I just, I just want to point out maybe some of the um, criticisms of this movie um, off the top of my head because I'm just, I'm just going on a rant. I just finished the movie and I said to myself, I said, self, I feel the need to talk. So I'm going to talk. Because there's no one else for me to talk to because I'm by myself in my apartment. So, um, so I want to start with a Canto Bite sequence. And like a lot of people hated this because it said it didn't go anywhere. There's no purpose to it. There's no CGI to it. I mean, there was a lot of CGI to it. And I agree, there were some CGI parts to it. But everything else about the Canto Bite sequence was so important. And that's why this movie was so good. Everything that was in this movie mattered. It had a purpose. And Canto Bite was no difference. The purpose of Canto Bite wasn't necessarily about finding the Codebreaker. Now, people are confused. They think that Benicio Del Toro was the, the Codebreaker they were looking for. He wasn't. The Codebreaker was, um, how was the guy? The guy from The Leftovers, uh, Thoreau, Justin Thoreau. He was the guy they were looking for, but they didn't, they couldn't find him because they were imprisoned, um, before that. Now, they happened to be lucky and find um, Benicio Del Toro, but he wasn't the guy they were looking for. So maybe Justin Thoreau would have been more honorable had they found him, but they didn't. But that's not even the point of Canto Bite. The main point of Canto Bite was getting in touch with the children, the child slaves that were there. And um, Rose giving the kids the ring and saying, we're part of the resistance. And the kids knew what the resistance was. So Canto Bite let the audience know that there are people waiting to be inspired by the resistance. And when the end of the movie happened and you saw, oh my God, what a touching scene that was. When it showed the, the children playing with these homemade action figures, telling the legend of Luke, the the, what happened with Luke Skywalker, which was the spark that lit the rebellion, you know, that, that the spark that burned down, that is going to hopefully, hopefully going to burn down the First Order. So it, Canto Bite showed the kids, and then at the end of the movie, it showed these same kids being inspired 
because they saw people from the resistance. And that was just a representation of what's going to happen throughout the entire galaxy once this story about Luke Skywalker the legend gets out, considering what he did, what his force projection did. So that was what that was the main part of Canto Bite. The other part of Canto Bite was the fact that you have these heroes go out on a mission and they not only fail, they fail miserably. They totally blow it. Um, Canto Bite also showed um, how toxic it is you know, to be an arms dealer and to be the super rich and to be weapons manufacturers. But then it also showed the good part about weapons manufacturers because they're selling weapons to the resistance as well. It so clearly outlined the gray area that hasn't necessarily been seen in any Star Wars movie. So, um, and again, it showed that heroes don't all, aren't always successful. It showed failure. Another criticism was, oh my god, Rey is such a perfect character. She's a Mary Sue, um, which is a, a writer's term about how a writer uh, creates a character being so perfect that, you know, they try to be like the best representation of the writer, uh, his or herself. So Rey gets this criticism but I find it funny how people criticize Rey being this perfect character while she has so many similarities to what Luke went through in the original series, but there's really no criticism of Luke. The fact that Rey has these powers was the point of The Force Awakens. There was something in her that woke up and she all of a sudden has these powers. Not to mention that she grew up on, on an isolated planet. She learned how to fight. She goddamn sure had a lot of time to know and learn how to fight. Um... The mistake that The Force Awakens made was that, uh, at least in the book, it showed her using the flight simulators. So it could have shown that, hey, she had a knack for flying based on the flight simulators, but people would have said, so, simulators, not the big deal. But I didn't hear these people complaining when Luke destroyed the Death Star after having experiences just on blasting womp rats on speeders, which is completely different than an X-Wing. But you didn't hear that criticism, because no, Luke was their guy. Luke was on their team. Luke was probably a man. Oh my god, I had something in my throat. He wasn't probably a man. Luke was a man, and, you know, maybe that has something to do with it, you know? I wouldn't be surprised if it is. There's a fucking edit right now on the internet that edits out all the women uh, in, um, in, uh, in The Last Jedi. Uh, I, forgot the name of, I forgot the name of it. I don't even, it's probably not even good advertising it, but, you know, there is an edit that blocks out all the women. I didn't even watch it. I, you know, I just kind of read about it, and um, it, it could be two reasons why this happened. One, it could just be a bunch of dickheads trolling people. Or two, it could be a bunch of angry guys or an angry guy so scared, so frightened that women are starting to, starting to, they're not there yet, but making the move to be on par, to be on equal footing with guys. Again, they have a long way to go. Um, but still, Slowly but surely, progress is being made, and, and I think these guys feel threatened. I don't care if, if, a, if a woman wants to get on the same footing as men, as me. I'm not threatened by that. I actually welcome that. I want that. I want that inclusivity to happen. It doesn't scare me, but it scares these guys. And I say guys. It scares these guys because they lose. They have this feeling that they're going to lose power. Um... So, so, so there's that, and, and they say, well, Ray does everything perfect, and, and, and Ray never makes a mistake, and everything she's doing is right, and that couldn't be further from the truth. 
because Ray made a gigantic mistake during her training on on um, on Octo on on the island. She, like Luke in the original trilogy, rushed out of there, you know, before she was really ready. And just like Luke, she was so sure that she can turn Kylo Ren. She was so sure that she was able to do it. And she ran in there with all this hubris and, and con- well, I mean, really confidence. She was so sure of herself and probably a little bit of arrogance because she saw something in the Force. And it didn't work. You know, you thought it did. That's what was so, was so brilliant about the movie. When I first saw it in the movie theater, I was kind of in shock going, why is Kylo Ren being turned? I was kind of a little mad. I'm going, why are they turning him? This is so early for this to happen, and I don't want him to turn. I don't want him to be another Darth Vader. I don't want the, the, the movie to repeat what happened in, in Return of the Jedi. I want something new. And something new happened, because just when you thought Kylo Ren was going to turn, turned out it turned out he didn't. So Ray failed at that, and she failed at that miserably. And I'm sure, you know, in episode nine, she's going to have failures too, because she's a human being, and human beings fail. And, you know, speaking of failure, the message from Yoda, which was so good and so brilliant and so simple about how we learn from failures and how and how students can learn from their teachers the failures that they've made, because we've all failed. We've all failed before. Um, So um, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, and then the the criticism about um, the slow speed chase. with the speeder. Um, I can see that criticism, but I can also see why the First Order didn't want to use, like, because I was thinking, why didn't they send a bunch of TIE fighters to destroy the, uh, the speeder? Um, like, a, like a lot of them, you know, like a whole fleet of TIE fighters. So maybe it would have been better if there was a scene where, you know, it had a gun on the ship uh, picking off the TIE fighters, or it showed that the shields were too strong. Um, for the TIE fighters to, to break through. So I think maybe a little more clarity would have, would have been necessary for that. But, you know, or, or, or maybe a line being put in. It's like, well, we don't want to waste any more of our resources. We'll wait for the fuel to run out. We don't, they're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. The resistance is there. Let's just mellow out for a little bit. Um, so that's the way I would explain it. I can see the arguments um, against what I have to say, and which is fine, but um, but then it, it got us the, the Holdo maneuver where she just crashed the ship through the through the fleet, which was which was awesome. Um, and then you mix in, you know, um, with General Leia and the real life Carrie Fisher being dead, and it's just like, wow. I mean, ooh, I mean, this movie was was just brilliant. It was it was awesome, and you know maybe I'm just experienced like a post viewing high from from watching it. But I I do think um, looking back on it, and I've seen Empire Strikes Back you know a ton of times, and I, this movie, The Last Jedi, brings out more emotion to me than than even Empire Strikes Back does, and I love Empire Strikes Back. But I think Empire Strikes Back was a movie for 1980. And The Last Jedi was a movie for, you know, 2017 and the modern age. And, um, and I really hope Episode Nine gets, gets it right. Um, I'm a little worried that J.J. Abrams may go back to the Return of the Jedi route. 
Um, but I, uh, I hope that's, I hope that's not the case. I hope they, they throw monkey wrenches in, into things, you know, cause who wants to watch the same thing over and over again? You know, m- movies and TV in, in and of themselves are the same. You know, you, you have uh, a character you sympathize with, you have a character you hate, you have conflict, and then you have a resolution or not a resolution. But what makes things different is is how those conflicts and how those resolutions are are spelled out and the last jedi is just keeping up with with the uh with the times so um i'm trying to think what else there was another criticism about rose and finn's uh relationship turning into a romantic relationship one we don't know if it's going to turn into a romantic relationship maybe finn doesn't see rose that way um, obviously Rose does, uh, people are saying it happened too quick, um, possibly, but when you're in battle and those stressful moments together, you probably, I mean, I've never been in battle, but I would assume you become closer, um, with people as opposed to, you know, not going through those experiences with them. Um, the fact that, um, Poe's arc in The Last Jedi was so good because he started out as this cocky, fighter who thought he knew everything and he's totally mansplaining to to Holdo and Leia and meanwhile it it shows that he he can learn from people wiser than him and oh my god god forbid he can learn from women jeez oh shit there's a lot of, a lot of threatened angry guys out there take things way too personally you know i i i i will i will i will argue star wars with people um but I, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't necessarily take that if they hate this movie, that um, that I'm insulted by it. I would take um, uh, offense to the fact that if they don't like the movie for what I feel are the wrong reasons. So if they don't like the movie because there are too many women in it, or if they don't like the movie because it has, you know, a quote-unquote feminist message, or they don't like a movie because they feel that, uh, I don't know, that, that, that men are losing its power, men are losing their power. If they don't like the movie for those messages, for, the, for those reasons, I don't get bothered by by the fact that they didn't like the movie. I get bothered by the fact that they have those views about, about women and about inclusivity in general. If they have criticisms about the plot, if they have criticisms about the characters, if they have criticisms about the directors, the director, the technical aspects of the movie, you know, those are fair criticisms. And of course, I'm, I'm going to listen to them and, and I'll understand them. But when they have criticisms because it, it doesn't agree with this toxic ideology that they have, um, that's when it gets a little, a little worrisome because it kind of lets me in on their world, uh, their, 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 um, their, their view of certain things that go on, that go on in the world. And it makes me, um, not necessarily hate the person, but makes me think, wow, where, where are these opinions coming from? And, and why do they think this way? And, you know, what can I do to hopefully convince them that, that they're wrong? Um, and then probably just find something that I uh, agree with um, regarding anything so it doesn't turn into a big argument and a big fight. And, you know, listen, you sometimes have to compartmentalize things. So, um, anyway, um, I think that's it. I think I'm going to now 
clean my apartment because it's four o'clock and I think I've just been washing dishes a lot and I wanted to take a break and watch the movie and I watched half of it last night but I got that was like around three in the morning and then uh, I watched the rest of it now at four in the afternoon I'm off from work today so I'm gonna try and be productive but I doubt that's gonna happen but um, I hope you found listening to this podcast productive and I hope you like listening to my uh, my really crazy rant here but hey listen i got it out and i feel better right do i okay anyway um yeah so anyway um i'm gonna say anyway one more time anyway there i said it so uh my name is mike lane this is the music movies and more podcast and you can find me on twitter at mike lane act that's m-i-k-e-l-a-n-e-a-c-t you can find me on facebook at Mike Lane Actor. You can email me at MikeLaneAct at Yahoo.com and please comment and share this podcast. It, uh, it really helps. So anyway, um, there it is again. Jesus Christ, I'm going to have to have an anyway count soon. Um, may the force be with you, always. Bye.